Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices, and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gigillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Chris Paulette. I'm an editor at HowStuffWorks, and with me, as always, is the incomparable senior writer, Jonathan Strickland. You're stupid, stupid. What? We're going to talk about uh, mean people like that. I'm not actually mean in real life. Sure. Or not, not that mean. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually what uh, Jonathan's referring to is uh, a group of people who are lovingly known as trolls. Yes, or you know, maybe not lovingly, but at least known. Well, they uh, I think they think it's... They, they probably wear it as a badge. They embrace it as a... Yeah, yeah. so trolls. Okay, so let's, uh, let's set the background here as we usually do. It uh, doesn't involve any Billy Goat's gruff. No, no. And, and in fact, that's the wrong kind of troll. Yes. Um, for the origin of the term, uh, this, this dates back to old Usenet groups, which uh, started actually in the late 70s. Um, and Usenet is kind of uh, – it's, well, it's been sort of merged into the internet now, but it was sort of a, a precursor to the web as we know it today. Um, and it was uh, uh, sort of discussion boards that were all grouped around certain topics. And – 
there were certain people who found it really amusing to go into these discussion groups and ask really stupid questions. And they were just trying to bait someone into trying to, uh, to, to engage them in conversation. And the goal was to continually ask more stupid questions and, uh, uh, just, so it's a wind up, you know, you're winding the person up. And then at the end, the punchline is, Hey, guess what? I already knew all that stuff. Um, I just made you jump through hoops through this frustrating conversation for nothing. And, uh, they, the term for this became, uh, became known as trolling. And it was based off the fishing exercise of trolling where you, troll a fishing line through an area that's known to have a lot of fish in it with the hopes of catching a bite. Same sort of thing. So on Usenet, what some trolls would do is they would post the same information through several groups on Usenet at the same time, trolling for a bite. And if they got multiple bites, that was awesome. And, you know, it was it was more or less a kind of harmless prank, you know, just sort of a, an idea of, you know, if you didn't engage the trolling conversation, then you were in on the joke and you could enjoy it as you saw someone else kind of get more and more involved. Reeled in. Right. Exactly. Very good. Reeled in. Um, I was listening. Yeah. So, so yeah, if you're, if you're not hooked, you're part of the, you're part of the gag. You can actually enjoy it. Uh, but some trolls were kind of, uh, more mean spirited than others and they would use things, um, like insults or, uh, not necessarily insults toward the other users, but perhaps to their arguments, or they would use uh, spurious arguments on their own side to try and just to just to derail the conversation, um, not to actually engage anyone in debate, but rather to cause a discussion to just fall to pieces. And uh, that's where the whole flame baiting term came from. It was to start a flame war, which is where you get people so mad they can't resist throwing insults. And then, of course, if the troll had never insulted anyone, they can say, hey, why are you being so mean to me? You know, I, I was just here to make a have a conversation. I wasn't here to call anyone names or anything. You, you could play the, the helpless victim. Um, and the people who are th- hurling the insults are the ones who look like, like the bad guys, even though that was the troll's goal the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, it's not really hard to find trolls. No, um, not at all. You can you can visit virtually uh, any website. You know, one of the things that's cool about the Web 2.0 overused name, <laughs> yes, Revolution, another overused name, um, is that there's interactivity on all these different websites. I mean, you can go to to uh, any of the news websites. Um, especially in the political season we've just gone through, uh, you know, there was tons of this going on. Um, you could go to a, for, for example, you could go to a conservative website or a liberal website, you know, one with an obvious bias. And there's always going to be somebody hunting around the message boards that says the other candidate is the one who is, you know, going to be the one who solves everything and your guy's a liar. And, you know, that kind of yeah. thing is exactly. That, and that's the appropriate audience for a troll to go after. Somebody who absolutely, you know, I know if I say this in this room, the whole room's going to explode. Right. But it, it can be found anywhere. It can be found in shopping websites, on news websites, um, you know, Social virtually any place. Sites, yeah. Sure. Oh, sure. Certainly. Uh, even, even the iTunes store, you'll get, uh, comments in or the, the reviews or Amazon. Yeah. Um, so you really don't have to go that far to find people who are just trying to bait people into an argument. And 
of course, the more emotionally charged the subject, the easier it is to convince someone to get into that kind of throwdown, which is why in the politics region it's so uh, prevalent because um, a politics for many people is very personal and very passionate kind of subject. And so you you get that, that emotionally charged subject, you add some tinder and you throw on a match and of course you're going to get a blaze. And some trolls – all they really want to do is just upset people because they think it's funny. You know, it's, it's amusing. It's, it's that whole gotcha where you tell the really long joke that has the really bad punchline at the end and really it's just for your own amusement, not for the audience. Not that I know anything about that. Um, I'm actually known in the office for telling a really long joke that has a really bad punchline. Uh, and not just the office. My reputation has, uh, spread far and wide, but at any rate. <laughs> So I, right. I do have right. some trollish tendencies. I, I have to come out and admit that is a kind of trollish thing to do where you're really doing it for your own amusement, not for anyone else. Um, it's a very selfish kind of thing. And But some trolls have other motives besides just you know trying to upset other people like the ones on the political boards may be there to actually sow discontent among another group's followers. So you sit there and you just say like – one trollish way of uh, of doing this is to to come across as trying to be sympathetic. Like you say, you know, I really like so and so's policy on taxes, but do you really think he's gonna follow through with that based upon such and such? And the whole idea here is that you're undermining the opponent while you seem to be on the side of the other people in the community. And um, that's still that's still a very trollish thing to do. And, and it's also trollish to uh, to gang up. On the unsuspecting victims too. Uh, sometimes yeah. there'll be a plant um, who who is deliberately uh, being playing dumb, I guess you'd say, to allow the other person to um, post a trollish post, and then the other person gets into it with them, and before long they have the whole room riled up. Right. Um, so it's a you know it's certainly a, a trollish thing to sort of sneak in the back door and get under people's skin and then let them have it. Yep. Um, Another but, uh, uh, another tactic is to disguise your identity as someone else, which is called uh, – and you could even have a discussion with yourself. Um, that's called sock puppets where you've got a sock puppet identity and uh, and you, you could be logged in under one name, have a sock pu- puppet logged in under another name and you're having a conversation with the whole purpose to derail whatever conversation is going on in that community um, and you're the one controlling the whole thing. So in that case – you know, it's 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 pretty easy to get people riled up because you can just keep escalating it yourself. You don't have to wait for someone else to do it. Now, of course, if anyone has any way of actually looking to track back where those comments are coming from, there's a good chance they're going to figure out, hey, there's one person who's posting both of these <laughs> these lines of dialogue, um, and then you know the gig is up. But that's another uh, that's another fairly common tactic on the uh, troll community. That's true. And, uh, you know, a lot of people do this as a prank. Yeah. But some people do not do this as a prank. They That's are true. doing this to actually cause harm. And I would, I would say, uh, it's probably more the minority. Um, yeah, but, probably. uh, there are some, some pretty vicious trolls out there. There are some that, that show such a lack of empathy. You start to wonder what motivates them to do this kind of thing. Um, there's a, there are a couple of good examples. We, we mentioned some in the article. I'll just go over one really quickly. Um, Jason Fortuny, who is uh, the infamous troll who, um, he went on Craigslist and p- posted an ad, 
uh, posing as a woman, looking for a specific kind of suitor. Um, and it was a uh, fairly, uh, risque. And he then posted all the responses he got on a blog, including personal information of the people who responded. So, um, all these different pictures and, and personal information of all these men who had responded to this ad go up and suddenly become public. And there was a big, you know, outcry of, uh, indignation and, and, uh, and rage against his actions because it was, it constituted a, a severe breach of privacy. And his point was saying, Hey, you know, I'm just ca- kind of showing that you've got to be careful with your information online. You can't just trust it to anyone. So he was kind of taking a, uh, uh, an approach of, uh, we should make sure that we're careful with what we say and what we share. Yeah, so uh, he may have been operating by himself, but there are a couple of troll communities. Well, actually, there are a number of them, yeah. but uh, a couple of them that you discussed in your article, and uh, we didn't mention the article. It's how trolls work. Um, but uh, a couple of those communities are anonymous and 4chan, which are actually sort of one of them is an offshoot of the other. Right, exactly. Anonymous is an offshoot of 4chan. Yep. Uh, the funny thing um, for, for those of you listening was uh, – Jonathan was writing this article and, uh, he was doing research and he was going on the, uh, the 4chan site. Yeah. And suddenly I get, <laughs> suddenly I get an instant message at my computer saying, I don't know if I can actually research this at work. I'm afraid somebody's going to see this stuff. Yeah. Cause I, there was a lot of vile. I had to turn the images off on my web browser. Um, uh, 4chan, 4chan's a, a message board and it's a graphic message board. So you can, so you can upload pictures to this message board. And not only that, you can post completely anonymously. You don't have to have any sort of handle whatsoever. So you don't have to log in. You don't have to have a password. You just go there, you post your message, and you leave. Right. So there's no accountability. There's no responsibility. I mean, you can post pretty much whatever you want within only – there are only a couple of exceptions. Um, the moderators – uh, look out for child pornography because they don't want to end up getting under fire for uh, hosting it. So that's the one of the few things that is just an absolute no-no on 4chan. Right. And and really this stuff only happens on one specific channel within 4chan. It's the slash B slash channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's also known as the random channel. So anything goes on this channel. And it's within a very specific section on 4chan. It's in an explicit section. So it's not like it's, uh, it's not like you're, if you go there, you're not going to realize that you're going to see some pretty vile stuff or vulgar <laughs> stuff or pornographic stuff or however you want to define it. But, uh, at any rate, stuff that's not appropriate for you to look at while you're sitting at your desk at work. <laughs> so that's why I turned my images off. But yeah, it's, um, the, that channel has a lot of people who, engage in extremely trollish behavior, but they're doing it to each other. And most of the people there all have the same kind of sense of humor, which is sort of like anything goes, uh, nothing anyone posts is, is sacred. You can make fun of whatever topic you want. You can, uh, insult the intelligence, uh, of other users, um, any of that. And it's perfectly fine. And you do it with the understanding that the exact same thing is going to be done to you. So that's a little different from trolls who go to other communities just to disrupt them. Uh, but out of this group sprung Anonymous. And Anonymous is a very specific group of uh, individuals who have the goal of not bringing down the Church of Scientology, but bringing to light certain alleged practices that the church follows. 
Um, the anonymous alleges that the Church of Scientology has some very draconian practices that separate new members from their families and drain all of the resources out of their bank accounts, savings accounts, things like that. And uh, so they've held uh, protests, actual real-life protests in various cities around the, the globe um, and they usually are masked and uh, to hide their own identities because the Church of Scientology, uh, they say, will come after them um, uh, litigiously. It'll be through the court system. So they uh, say they wish to remain, shall we say, anonymous. anonymous. Yes, they they claim that there is no real leadership to the group. They all share the same goal, but there's no person sitting behind a big desk, you know, in the big swivel chair, cackling madly. Um, it's, it's Somebody answering the phone. Hello, anonymous. Right, exactly. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> people take it upon themselves to try and organize events and then other people support it. And it kind of grows out of that from what I understand. Um, sort of like flash mobs. Yeah, kind of like flash mobs, although a little bit there's, there's actually a purpose to it. There's, there is a yeah. definite purpose. Yeah. yeah. So, um, that's but but definitely the Church of Scientology could has looked at this and, and has referred to them as terrorists. Now some people, either actually part of Anonymous or claiming to be part of Anonymous, this is the tricky part when you're when, when you're, you're dealing entire, with trolls and when your entire uh, community is made up of anonymous contributors. How do you know who is and who isn't in that community? That's a good point. But uh, some people claiming to have uh, acted on behalf of Anonymous have uh, have caused uh, distributed denial of service attacks on Church of Scientology websites and things like that and actual attacks, whereas Anonymous claims that it does not condone these acts at all. Um, They're all about protesting and raising awareness but not about causing uh, direct financial harm to the church. And uh, and that's where it becomes tricky. Where do you, How do you define which people are actually part of this group and which ones aren't and are the people who are part of this group who are doing these things do they not realize that you know it's against the wishes of the rest of the group or are or could this be someone who's actually trying to discredit anonymous and just by acting on their behalf do these things or are these things happening at all i mean it's crazy it gets it gets pretty tough to to unravel it and figure out what's really going on you've uh, you spent some time thinking about this haven't you I can neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> well, of course you did anyway, since you had to write the yeah, article. Exactly. So. That was all the, the research that but you know, anyway. poured into that. <clears throat> so but um, other other troll communities. I, I just wanted oh, to mention okay. one really quickly because um uh, uh, I'm a big fan of a website called Chud, which is Cinematic Happenings Under Development, and it's a, a movie news and rumors site. Um there were a group of People who they have a message board on that site, and there were a group of people on that message board who uh, would derail entire threads about movies just to complain about certain movie reviewers or writers on that site. And eventually, you know, they, they were very permissive on this site for a really, really long time. But eventually, it just got to the point where the harassment got to insane levels, uh, to the point where um, some of these people were posting doctored photos of the young baby daughter of the owner of the website in uh, and photoshopped in horrible ways. I mean, it was really, really stomach turning. So eventually the moderator banned these individuals and they went on uh, another message board called Scorched Planet, which has a much more uh, lax kind of um, policy when it comes to people in there. And it mm-hmm. just says like, you know, you can play here, you can say whatever you want, just 
Keep in mind that other people are going to say the same sort of stuff about you. I don't want to hear any complaining about it. Go for it. And so uh, Scorched Planet and Chud had this kind of long war where anyone who came over from Scorched Planet onto Chud uh, was pretty quickly found out usually <laughs> and, and before long was banned. And it would just – it reached a level of of ludicrous proportions because it seemed like every other week there was another person who was coming in and kind of trying – subverting the, the Chud message board. Right. So – that's the thing, though. These guys would go over to this other board, Scorch Plan. They could plan out their their uh, tactics about how they wanted to go about and try and do this. It wasn't just like one person causing some problems. It was a it was a concerted effort. Yeah. Speaking of concerted efforts, yeah. I'd also like to point out the fact that while he was doing research for this article, Jonathan got trolled. Uh, oh, yeah. completely unintentionally. <laughs> he was uh, looking up information and found this great article that talked about trolls and trollish behavior. And at the very end, all of a sudden the language changed and it wasn't scholarly anymore. And it was very silly and uh, yeah, that's sort of understating it. But there were, uh, there were some hints earlier. Uh, I shared with you one in particular. I guess we won't go into detail, but there was there was one assertion made earlier in the paper that seemed a little outlandish. Not a little. It seemed outlandish. Yeah. Um, but the rest of the the language in this the scholarly paper was very much. Uh, it's it seemed legit. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. In a way, it sounded like academe speak, where you just try and mask what you're talking about using really big words, and you hope that if you use enough of them, people won't question what you're really saying. Purposeful obfuscation. That would be it. And uh, uh, yeah, you might new speak. You might say to yes. go back to our George Orwell thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was um, that was one of those things where I was reading. Like I was looking to see if there were any actual good psychological studies done right. about the behavior of trolls. Sure. And there, there really aren't a whole lot of them out there. And this was one that purported to be a graduate thesis, right? Uh, on on trolls, trollish behavior, the psychology behind it. So I read it, and I thought it was pretty interesting. Although there were some conclusions I thought were kind of, you know, a little strange. Until I got to the last paragraph, and that, or really the last section, and that's when I realized, oh, this whole thing was just a joke. I just spent, and you know. <laughs> 30 minutes reading a fake thesis. So they got me. <laughs> they got me. Yep. Now, I, I feel like we should point out that uh, not everybody you see acting like a troll on a message board somewhere is necessarily a troll. Right. Um, sometimes people are just, well, you know, abrasive, shall right. we say. Sure. Uh, and uh, you kind of have to – sadly, you kind of have to bear them out a little bit to see if they're actually trying to troll on the board or if they're just – very stubborn and uh, very ab- <laughs> abrupt when they talk. Yeah, use a little critical thinking. C- try and see if they're using the same sort of behavior in multiple conversations. That That's a good indicator right there. Yeah. If yeah. they're using the same sort of uh, tactics in totally different conversations, you may just be dealing with a troll. I yeah. Mean. And uh, in addition to that, if you are actually running or moderating a message board, you know, it's it's – you could you could say, well, I don't know if I want to even deal with this anymore. The, these people get on my board. What am I going to do? They're going to take over the place. Um, you know, if you if you moderate comments, that's a, a good way to to uh, you know. And some people call it censorship, but and the other point of view is if they're sitting a rational point of view, it's one thing. But if they're trolling, 
well, really, they're not really contributing much to the discussion other than starting a flame war. Right. So, um, you know, there, there are reasons to maybe look at stuff before it goes online. Um, you would probably want to tell people you're doing that. Yeah, you don't but on the other hand, have you, to suppress views that oppose your own, but definitely look to see if, if they're legitimate or if they're just, you know, yeah. if it's just a flame bait. Yeah. Cause honestly, that's not really contributing much to the conversation, you know, while an opposing viewpoint you know, as long as it's rational, would help out with that. So, and, and, and for other community members, really, the best advice anyone can give you about trolls is don't feed the trolls. I that's mean, true. don't don't give in and and give them the attention because that's what they're after. They're after that attention. If if you don't fall for that, if you don't respond to them, there's no reason for them to stick around. They'll just eventually say, "Well, I'll go and find somewhere else where I can get the kind of attention that I'm I'm looking for." Um, now, granted, that that really only applies to the trolls who are ju- just out there to annoy other people. If they have the ulterior motive of bringing down a community or of undermining someone's position, they probably would stick around until a you know an administrator steps in or, or bans them or whatever. But uh, for the most part, the best idea is just ignore them, especially if there is an ignore feature on the community. I cannot recommend that highly enough. I have used. The ignore feature on several communities to great personal joy. Uh, it's definitely made my my time on those communities much more pleasant. I'm sorry. Did you say something? <sighs> nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. <I> hit you. <laughs> so, uh, well, do you have anything else for trolls? Should we wrap this up? Yeah, I think I think we're getting close. Okay. Well, you know what? That's a that is definitely a good conversation, and, and there's more in the article, so you can read it on how stuff works. So, Chris, can you think of anything off the top of your head that's more frightening or frustrating than an internet troll? Uh, children? That, wow, <laughs> you hit a soft spot on me. That's not what I was thinking of, but definitely counts. You know, having my own, I'm just saying. Okay. Anyway. Well, I was actually thinking of something that, that recently has been a cause of great frustration for many people. I'm talking about our article on how stocks and the stock market works. Ouch. Yeah, that's talk about frustrating and frightening. Okay, you beat me. Yeah. That's written by Marshall Brain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the I've founder of our site. Oh, yeah. So I thought I'd give a little shout out to Mr. Brain. You can read How Stocks and the Stock Market Works right now over at HowStuffWorks.com, and we'll talk to you again soon. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 